Happy Monday. What's going on? I'm one half for the Man and Man Pod AB, September 18th. Man, we got a good show today. D-Butt, he's going to be jumping on a little bit later. But as always, man, a good Monday to talk some some Sunday football we had yesterday. Some really, really good matchups. Um, we're going to talk Thursday night football, past, the last Thursday, Minnesota at Philly, since we were we weren't able to touch on that. Um, Colorado, Colorado State. It was a lot of chit chat um, going into Saturday night's game. Ended up being a, a spectacular game, 10 o'clock Eastern time. But I think a lot of people stayed up for the entirety of that game. So we're going to touch on that. Um, when D-Bud jump in, you know, he got a little bit of F1 uh, to talk about. But again, in the comments, talk about your team. How did they do on Sunday? How did they look? Obviously, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, Cincinnati Bengals, my Cincinnati Bengals, and Joe Burrow. They starting off a little slow this year at 0-2. Um, some divisional matchups, Baltimore, obviously Baltimore, Cincinnati. Um, San Fran still looking good. Miami looking good. Shit, Dallas, they looking good as well. So, again, man, in the comments section, you know, we love the interaction. So, y'all tap in with us. See y'all on the other side. So bad, must be the hustler in me that keep my foot on the gas. When you got it from nothing, then hard times ain't so bad. Just know I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have. I put my life inside it. Yeah, I kept it silent. Yeah, I played the field. That's how I feel about it. We put numbers on the board. We always up the score. Yeah, we stuck to the plan and never ran. Now they can't see man, man. Yeah, we talking. Man to man, they can't guard me. Man to man, they don't wanna see us. Man to man, they don't know how to beat us. Man to man, 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 man Man, we back, we back. Man, let's jump right into it. Saturday night. Saturday night, man. We had a good, good matchup. Um, Colorado and Colorado State. Um, a real good, real good matchup here. Colorado 40, 43-35, double overtime. Double overtime, and um, it's a lot to talk about here. First, man, let's talk about Dion and what he's doing to Colorado and the whole atmosphere, man. You know, we've seen what he did at Jackson State, bringing a lot of, I guess, 
A lister, B lister, C listers to the to the sidelines, man. So it's it's good to see just the morale and what he's able to do at um at at Colorado in Boulder. Um, Shador, Shador, his first three games, man. Obviously, I I would personally I would have him top two in the Heisman race right now. Um, Travis Hunter, you know, unfortunately, you know, was I think you know it was a suspect hit. You know, um, was taken, you know, taken out of the game, took um, took him to the hospital. So obviously, we you know we waiting to hear some updates on on Travis Hunter. But man, but Shador, just his first three games and the way he's playing that position, putting the book back on. He put the book back on on Saturday, man. Led his team. They were down like two scores, and the way he was able to chop that Colorado State defense up, man, um, that shit was good to see again. You know, from a, a HBCU alum, you know we we get a lot of hate as far as um, you know the level of play, the competition level. Yo, yo, what's good? What's good? And it was happening. You good? Yes, sir. DB tapped in from the Thunderdome out there yes. in Indy. Z um, got me right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. Before we keep going to this Colorado, Colorado State weekend was good. Everything was good. Yeah, weekend was solid. Weekend was great, man. Some uh, obviously some great football games uh, yesterday. A lot of ten, what ten one score games. Um, yeah, uh, Coach Prime. I heard you talking about it. Coach Prime kept us all up late. I know those numbers got to be crazy with that Saturday night. Uh, what ten thirty kickoff? Facts. Uh, um, so been rolling. Obviously traveling in the Indy last night. Um, but the, the weekend was great, man. What about you? I missed, I missed the intro. Getting set nah, up. All good, all good, man. Weekend was good. Um, you know, traveling a little bit, uh, Maryland, DC. Shit, man, we'll be back here, back with our folks here on the man to man. But <clears throat> like we we're talking about the Colorado, Colorado State, man, and what what Prime is being able to been able to do out there in Boulder. Um, mm-hmm. had Tunchi out there, uh, had had everybody on the sideline, and shit. Even before the game, his um his sunglass brand, <laughs> his sunglass brand, shit, brought almost brought in. Two mil. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, so Coach Prime, man, shit, he can't lose right now. Then, you know, he got your, got your son playing the quarterback position, playing really, really well. Um, Like I said, he put the book bag on Saturday night. You know, he said he wanted to go Brady mode, and he definitely did that. Yeah. Um, Shiloh. Shiloh had a big game. Had a pick six. Okay. Had a forced fumble. Um, But I just feel like the, the entire Colorado – um, team shit, Colorado. Um, I forgot the young man named the tight end. I feel like he had Michael some eighty seven. Yeah, eighty seven. He yeah. had he he had a game. You know what I mean with Travis Hunter going out. Um, he had a game, but Colorado three and zero. I don't care who you are. I think the only people that had Colorado being three and zero at this juncture of the season is Coach Prime and the people in that building. He believed. Yep, and if anybody else. Outside of that building, said they thought Colorado would be three and zero. You a damn lie. Hey, hey, I, I wouldn't say that. Now a lot, a lot of people bought in. A lot of people probably. A lot of people bought in, but nobody thought Colorado would be three and zero right now, D. But hey, I didn't. I'm not gonna sit up here and lie. That's I, I said. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't. But I know it's some people. It's some people that probably ha- had some uh, belief in them. But um, yeah, I, mean, I, have, people, I have belief in the people in that locker room. Them players, them <laughs> coaches, the training staff. They thought. That they they will come out and be three and zero. Now, did we think did we think Coach Prime was going to turn that program around? I think everybody believed that. 
Yeah. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. A lot of people did had their doubts about him going um, what they up a level to the power five and say, hey, Colorado, because look, Colorado had been some they've been some shit for a long time. Won the right. last year, obviously, um, after he came in and, and said what he was gonna do, like, hey, right now, if you think about it, getting that portal league, I'm coming here with my luck, my Louis, son gonna be my quarterback. So a lot of people probably had their doubts that that style or that thing could um, ever work because you know it, it's just a it's, it's different. It's always different with, with Coach Prime, and it's crazy. Like you mentioned it, uh, Coach Jay Norvell, you know, gave him that extra gas this week, and it had been some other comments made with the coaches previous. He threw that gas on the fire, and then he dropped the the, the sunglass line. It's crazy how God works. He had been working on them sunglasses that brand for like some time now. I want to say back, back into his Jackson State days, and then he probably was like, you know what, it's the perfect time. To drop him right now, and uh, it was it was sketchy. A lot of yeah, it was touching it was, about it. Touching. What's up? Oh, let me close this door real quick. Now that you, hey, now that you say that, hey, hold on, hold on. Hey, <laughs> debug got me thinking now. You know, I ain't no conspiracy theorist, but hey, you know, he said he been working on it for a long time, and it's kind of kind of crazy that coach. No, well, we'll we'll make a comment like that. I don't know the man, you know, but he said that my my mom taught me that when I speak to adults, I take my my sunglasses and my hat off. Mm -hmm. You know, I ain't gonna put I ain't gonna I ain't gonna put that out there, but it just came. (laughs) It's interesting. It was just perfect timing, perfect perfect timing, but. Um, like you say, you know, he threw gasoline on that fire. But this is what I this is what I am gonna say. Colorado State, they came to play. Oh, facts. They came to play, you know, in state rival rivalry. Um, so he he they came to play. It was it was a uh a, a, a entertaining, entertaining game for sure. Yeah. And you you they had they had their coaches back, so you definitely gotta gotta respect that how they showed up. And I know you were sitting over there too, just like I was, like, man, when the hell are they gonna Adjust to stop these damn crossing routes on yeah. offense. I felt like they threw cro- low crosses all all night, um, but they came out. You could tell their mindset was to be physical. Um, uh, hit the quarterback. You saw you you, you mentioned it briefly that late hit on uh, on Travis Hunter. You know it, it, it's a fine line between you know being physical and being dirty, and I felt like that was for sure uh, dirty. You know, at, at well after the play. Um, gave him a shot right and, and to a lot of people that may not look like the hardest hit in the world but when somebody hits you like that and you stern them and that in that chest neck area especially when you're not expecting it you know ball going you know took two steps out you right there with the corner and somebody just come put a shoulder in your sternum um you know that's tough and, and it's unfortunate I think coach prime said he'll be you know in the hot or he went to the hospital he'll be out for a couple weeks yeah a huge game coming up where they're like 17 and a half point dogs against Oregon. Um, so you absolutely hate to see that with a weapon like Travis Hunter is. But, um, you know, first and foremost, we hope he's healthy and OK. And then we want to, you know, want to see him out there uh, sooner or later. I know they got USC at the end of the month as well. But um, hated to see that, man. But like you said, that Colorado State, they came out. They came out. They came out. And that shit was real. Hey, Coach Prime, he had them, he had them shades off by the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Had them <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Shit right. got real out like there. So uh you 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 know you gotta salute that them boys they showed up. Uh I think they were three touchdown underdogs. And um, like you said, rivalry game. Um, and this week, top, 
think all the top. I don't think any of the top five teams for sure covered. Uh, Bama was in a dog fight with USF. They trying to figure out their quarterback. Georgia was in a dog fight with uh, South Carolina. Carolina, yeah. Um, I know Tennessee. They were ranked eleven. They lost to Florida. So it was one of those mm-hmm. weeks where you looked at the schedule you're like, ah, oh, it's not a bunch of good matchups. And then you go and look at them scores. Uh, and then all these games were close. But you know that that's. That's ball, baby. You gotta line up and play the game. Nobody don't care what uh what the fan dual sports book say supposed to happen. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, let's talk about Shador, man. Let's talk about Shador. So, um, at Jackson State last year, playing quarterback, mm-hmm. HBCU, uh, Coach Prime was last year was speaking on this as far as like my my son should be in the conversation. Um, in the Heisman talks, the last HBCU quarterback to be in those talks was um, the late great Steve McNair. McNair. So obviously, you know, being at that at that level, you know, um, some folks they look down on the competition, the level of play. <clears throat> then Shador he comes to Colorado, mm-hmm. and he's first three games, man. He's he's played spectacular. Yeah, for 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 me, I'm I'm here to talk my shit. Like, and like, and, and Shador said, he was like, "Shit, like, you know, I, my numbers were like this on the HBCU level." That's fact, you know. And you know, we we used to talk about it all the time as far as skill positions. We feel like, you know, we got some dogs on that level as well. Where it changes is two places in the trenches, the O line, D line. Yeah. And then just the depth. But again, man, to see Shador go out here first three games and then play how he's been playing. Like, and then I, I honestly feel like this past game, like he had he had a Heisman moment. You know what I mean? Where his team was down. Oh yeah. Two, two, two scores. And then even that last drive where you drive 98 yards, like that's a that's a Heisman moment right there. 98. That's a that's a Heisman moment, you know what I'm saying? So, regardless of the haters or the naysayers or the doubters, like you can't you can't knock just the like you say the eye in the sky don't lie. That that him going Brady mode that that was crazy, and obviously everybody was was not everybody, but a lot of people that were tuned into that game. I felt like I felt like tuned in to see, uh, you know, Colorado win. I'm sure there were some people that that wanted to see Colorado and Coach Prime fail, especially after. Everything that was surrounding it, this game, obviously, mm-hmm. this team, this has been the the biggest story I would say in sports. You know, since this college football season had kicked off and they knocked off TCU, um, you had uh, obviously the Pat McAfee show, you had College Game Day, you had Big Noon Kickoff, you had sixty minutes, you had everybody in their mama literally up there in this Colorado. So, um, for for him to step step up in that moment, like you said, the numbers. They hadn't been this good even at Jackson State. And for, for him to be doing what he's doing uh, from jump, from kickoff, and this game wasn't pretty. It didn't start off well. You know, they kind of had his, his number early. And you saw late in that game, he just said, all right, you know, I just got to put the shit in my own hand. I'm going to run. I'm going to run yeah. some more. So I'm running a little more than, than, than uh, we've seen in the past. Obviously, Travis Hunter not being in the lineup. And then when he had his back against the wall, you know, needed 98 to go. And then, you know, once it got to overtime, obviously need to score, go for two, et cetera, et cetera. Got that done, man. So I think for sure highs in the moment. Uh, Caleb Williams is obviously going to be in that conversation. Uh, being the reigning Heisman winner, uh, I believe. Caleb Williams, him, uh, Bo Nix is having a really good year. 
Um, and it's a few other players, obviously, in that conversation. It's early, but that was impressive, man. That was that was that was impressive to watch. A, a great, great week. It ended up being a great weekend of college football, and then uh, obviously, you know, leading up to the men's league, a great weekend in the NFL um, as well. Ten one-score games. Uh, even last night ended up being a one-score game of Sunday Night Football with the Dolphins-Patriots. But um, yeah. a lot of good football, a lot of surprises, some 0-2 football teams that we didn't expect, and then a lot of 2-0 football teams we didn't expect either. So, um, once again, that's 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 football. That's, that's You know, you got to get out there and play them games. Yeah, and while you're talking about it, should we <clears throat> jump right into it? Um, should Green Bay at Atlanta. Good matchup. You know, we talk about – you know, Jordan Love, you mm-hmm. know, how he, uh, how he came out last week, looked well, played played well. So even in this game, you know, started off, played good. But Atlanta Falcons, man, Atlanta Falcons, one of these surprising teams, I would think. Um, yeah. You know, 2-0, two, two you know, you got some some young guns, some young gunners there, Desmond Ritter, um, you know, John Robinson. John Robinson. Yeah, so you got a lot of, a lot of young talent over there. And Bijan, man, he's <laughs> like his 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 stop and go is 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 crazy. Now you talk about we okay I, overreaction Monday. This is what it is. Overreaction, uh, damn right. Overreaction week two. Overreaction Monday, but when you talking about Barry Sanders. He's very bad, Barry Sanders ish. Whoa, whoa, with his, whoa, with his whoa! With his stop and go, I'm not saying he is Barry Sanders, but with his stop and go and make a defender's miss, he's. And I know it's early. It's again, it's overreaction. But if you look at last hey, week, A hey, B, that's hot. That's to my Barry. Yeah. That's. But you the played, tip of the, of the, of the spear and, right there when you talking about. And like I said, Barry Sanders ish. Okay, okay. Barry Sanders ish. ish. Okay. Ish, ish. Last week, the way he's able to stop, put his foot in the ground, <laughs> defenders coming and, and falling on their face. Like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got every, everything, anything you want at, when it comes to that running back position. And if this was 10, 15 years ago, I, he would have been in the conversation at least. Obviously, we know how important that quarterback position is. He would have at least been in that conversation of being the number one overall pick uh, with, with the, the combined skill set that he has running the ball yeah. and catching the ball. And like you said, stop and go, his power, uh, that dead leg, this breakaway speed. Like, he got everything you want at, at the running back position. And, uh, and, and Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter, Taking care of the ball, playing well, made some big throws. Mac Hollins coming in there making some plays. It was that little last touchdown that got called back was was a, a, a I think it should have been a touchdown. A great play though. Um, them boys starting off two and zero. I know for damn sure I didn't have them coming out of the gates two and zero. Um, shout out to Jordan Love too. Like you said, Jordan Love, you know, getting on par, getting on page with them young receivers. They couldn't seal the deal. They, I feel like they should have won this game. I'm sure that locker room feels they should have won it as well. Yep. But uh, Coach Coach Smith um, down there in Atlanta, with, like you said, a young core group of guys um, getting it done, got the win to hold it down. So um, but that was a good, good one of many good games from uh, yeah. from yesterday's slate. 
and I'm it's crazy because I'm flicking through. Well, you know, I had my my Sunday <clears throat> Sunday ticket up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have enough games up on the TV. You know, I had the TV, right. I had I had the iPad going. So, like you said, man, a lot, a lot of good good games, a lot of good matchups. Um, yesterday, yep. we go over to one of our teams, Indianapolis Colts, traveled down to Ace Town, man, got their first win, um, thirty-one to twenty. Um, they look good. They look yep. good. You know, hope you know, AR five is in um, concussion protocol right now. Mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew came in and he played really, really good ball. Played some really, played some really good, really ball. good ball. Yeah, yeah, man. So again, that's that's the value of having a, a quarterback on your roster that that's had some playing time, um, knows the system, and able to come in not 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 flooded at all, man. But hopefully, AR five um, is back this week. Is one thing you know we. We talked about a game one when they played against Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence went up to him like, hey, these hits, man. These hits are a little different up here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, AR5 is a, a big guy. Pause. Yeah, you know nah, he's big, big man. Big man, Paul. Big, big guy. You know, he can – but you don't want to be able to – you don't want to take those hits early in your career. And obviously, you know, the first two games, you know, wasn't able to finish the first game, wasn't able to finish the second game. So that's one thing that, you know – uh, I'm pretty sure in the coach's locker room, the coach is going to be like, look, like, you don't take these unnecessary hits. You know, yeah. Get down, get out of bounds. And that, shit, that's the biggest thing uh, right now because uh, we know your best ability is availability. And, I, and yeah. obviously that was something that you you took serious in your your career, you know, with, with all the starts, consecutive starts that you had as a starter. And that's, that's the thing, man. You got to be out there, especially as a quarterback, especially as a shot caller. It is it – is, Great, incredible to have a good backup that can come in and win you a game. Win you a mm-hmm. game on the road, divisional game on the road. Gardner Minshew came in and played, like you said, played damn good. Um, but this back-to-back game, we done seen Gardner Minshew uh, at the beginning of the uh, Anthony Richardson era. So uh, we, we, we got to – he has to keep himself out there on the field as much as possible. Like you said, he is a physical specimen, but the hits add up. We've seen it happen with all of them, from Cam yeah. Newt to – you know, just everybody who, who put themselves in harm way. He had two rushing touchdowns in the first six minutes of this game, yeah. um, which obviously got us out to a great start. Our defense, once again, put together a good performance, but finished it, had six sacks. Um, and I believe, I don't think our offense gave up one sack. So that's a great recipe for success, especially on the road um, in your division. So shout out to our coach and uh, coach. Shane Steichen getting his first uh, win as a head coach to, to start his era off as well. So now we're one and one, um, you know, going into going into our third game. So that, that was big for us, especially with the Jags losing. Mm-hmm. Titans end up getting a win, big win. Uh, but then obviously we beat the, the Texans here too. So uh, we think so this is We're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> we ain't gotta talk about that. We just talked. We just covered the Titans beat the Chargers. We think this. Oh, and two. That's that's one. That's one of the surprising zero and two teams. At least yeah, for me, God. Another one. My my other yeah, ball. Yeah, I'm about to say now. <laughs> yeah, but um, another good game. Um, Seattle at Detroit. I think we both had Detroit in this one. Um, I had Seattle gets the spread. Detroit winning. Yep, yep, yep. So again, uh, Seattle on the road. Detroit. Yeah. Um. Their home opener, Geno Smith didn't play exceptionally well week one. Mm-hmm. Came back week two, played a played a, a, a 
a, a better game. Yep. Uh, any thoughts on this one? You know, Seattle being able to get that walk-off touchdown, um, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I mean, like you said, great game. Um, great game, both sides of the ball. You know, Detroit, I believe, like, gave them 14 points. You can't do that at home. Uh, this was another – not not obviously to the level of Colorado, but I think uh, the Lions had Barry Sanders. They unveiled the Barry Sanders statue before the game. Megatron was back in the building. Um, had a lot of, you know, celebrity Lions fans. I know uh, CJGJ had to have some of the fans wearing ski masks and shit, which Seahawks players put on after the game. So it was a lot of hype going into this game. And, you know, rightfully so. Lions coming off a huge week one win to open the NFL season over to defend the champs. Uh, but you, you can't play uh, as sloppy as they did in some of the situations. Jared Goff threw his first interception in, like, I don't know how long. I think he was 40 attempts away from setting a new record of pass attempts without throwing an interception. He threw a pick six um, on that one, so that hurt. Hey, Brown, I, shout out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, in, in Seattle, Geno, Geno Smith, you know, he going to Tyler Lockett, who has quietly been one of the best receivers in this league for a long time. He gets the ball, uh, extends it out of the pylon, which he said, hey, I might get in trouble for that. Our coaches harped on that. Obviously, after that, Justin Jefferson touched back on primetime. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of the coaches around the league was harping on that rule and, and taking care of the ball around the pylon. But reach it out, put it on the pylon, walk off, touchdown, 37-31, um, another uh, incredible game. Two quarterbacks, two, two quarterbacks who are, you know, playing well. They played well last year, and it was good to see them both. Um, play well again. Obviously, we talked about the golf mistake, but I think he had a pretty solid game um, outside of that. Yeah, and I th think Detroit, man, you know, like you said, I feel as though they definitely could should have won this game. Um, you know, Seattle, they did what they needed to do, but I'm pro looking promising for, like both of these teams. I think yep. these are going to be two teams that we, we're going to be talking about when we get to, you know, November, December, as far as, you know, making that playoff run, but really uh, two really good Teams, well coached teams yep. uh, with a lot of talent, man. So um, early in this season, man, but you can see promising seasons for both of these teams, though. Yes, sir. Let's talk about um, bum ass team, uh, debug team. Yeah, we go, uh, we go, we go right. Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously, obviously it's it's a lot of talk here. Um, Justin Herbert, you know, one of the good young quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> Got got that bag this offseason. Oh, yeah. Um, starting off 0-2 at Tennessee. I think we both had, you know, the Chargers winning this one. But again, man, Tennessee Titans were able to come up with a big win. Ryan Tannehill, um, Derrick Henry, D-Hop. And then, that, you know, the defense. You know, defense at Tennessee, you can always expect them to come out and, and, and play tough, man. Your thoughts on one of your teams, man, and not getting it done yesterday, man. Had uh had Herbert step. But, I mean, it, it's just – I ain't going to put it all on the coach. Players out there, uh, they got to get it done too. But Herbert had a pretty clean game. Um, You know, Echo's banged up, missed it. But, you know, you just got to find a way to win. It's a fine line of winning and losing in this league, and a lot of people are going to point at Brandon Staley and the head coach. You saw him after the game get get pissed off at one of the reporters talking about, you know, um, which, you know, rightfully so, I guess, still talking about the Jaguars' 27-0 comeback and that loss in the playoffs. 
is it a hangover type situation? He's like, no, nah, I didn't hangover. You know, these players in there, they're finishers, they're good players. We just haven't found a way to finish and win these games. And it's tough, you know, it's tough to win the league, which it is. And it's a fine line between winning and losing. We say it every week. But um, Mike Vrabel, uh, he, I believe, has like 23 wins in the last two years or something like that, being the underdog. So um, he's never anybody's underdog. He's going to have his team prepared ready to win. Tannehill made some big throws on big moments in this game. And King Henry, you know, doing what he does, uh, you know, being that being that battering ram that he is back there, running back. Simmons made some big plays. I mean, their big-time players made big plays when they needed to and um, found a way to get a win, you know, at home. And that's always a good, good feeling, especially against a good football team. Uh, the Chargers got to be sick. This back-to-back losses now, they didn't combine two losses by combined five points. They lost by two last week, what, 36, 34 to the Dolphins, and now 27, 24 to the Titans. So, um, you know, they sick right now. A lot, a lot of teams, everybody that's over two right now is sick, regardless of how you lost them. But uh, I still think the Chargers, I think they'll be all right this year. I think they'll. No, you hope so. I, I, they'll, they'll, they'll be all right this year. I think the Chiefs are going to figure, we're going to talk about the Chiefs. Chiefs figured out Broncos, I don't know, Raiders, shit, I don't know. But the Chargers, I, they'll still be, they'll be all right. They'll you hope right. so. They'll be all right. You hope so. You lose the you, you hitting the panic button on the charges already. I mean, she you on too. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't never good. You you only got seventeen of these things. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So shit. Every every you know every game is important. Right. So they they have the talent, but hey, you got you got to not the panic button yet. Shit ain't looking too good, D. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Let's get to that uh, that Bengals Ravens game, man. That's so Las Vegas at Buffalo. <laughs> Las Vegas at Buffalo. Oh, um, Buffalo coming off a um a, a ugly. I would say Josh Allen definitely coming off a ugly Week One performance. Definitely, um, obviously, home opener this week against those Las Vegas Raiders, man. And uh, I think we. You know, all kind of expected, you know, a different showing from the Buffalo Bills, man. And they they punished the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it was – they punished them. It was a good showing. Josh Allen came out, uh, played much better. Yep. Uh, Jimmy G and the Las Vegas Raiders, man, they got to they gotta get it together over there. Um, speaking of Raiders, man, I don't know what's going on with one of our, one of our guys, Chandler Jones, hasn't suited up for them. Yeah, not sure. I've been reading some stuff, but I'm not, you know, I don't want to even get on that. But wow, on, wow. on, on, on the Bills, man, and their yeah. and their rebound after we won. Uh, you know that that's what you want to see. You know, a lot of teams, a lot of quarterbacks, big time quarterbacks had slow starts, um, in week one, and this is what you want to see from a, from a team that we I think all have you know high expectations for. Um, and, and big-time players, big-time quarterbacks like Josh Allen, who also we have high expectations for. So for him to bounce back, play a pretty clean game for the most part, um, made some spectacular plays out there. Um, and the Raiders, the Raiders actually started out, you know, the, the the best way you could, especially on the road. They came down, marched right down the field, took a 7-zip lead, and then on defense, I think, had a three and out immediately. And then for some reason, I know they couldn't get Josh Jacobs going at all in the run game, but um, you know, it all went downhill from there for them. So they lose by four scores after, you know, eking out a win in week one. But they sit there one and one. So 
Um, you know, you feel shitty with this one. Uh, Buffalo's obviously a tough place to play. But, you you know, hopefully you flip the switch and move on and have a better week next week. But this was ugly. This was a, one of the biggest spreads going into the weekend as well. I think uh, the Bills are like around eight-point favorites um, in this one. So I took the Raiders to cover. Uh, I had the Bills winning, but uh, that obviously did not go well. I feel like I was pretty around about 500 this week with the defensive spread. Uh, <clears throat> with the Bills, man, you know, you got um, you had the Jets. I think coming in, I'm not sure how how we had the uh, the division, the AFC East, um, with the the Jets, the Bills, um, New England, mm-hmm. and my uh, Miami. But with the loss of Aaron Rodgers for the Jets, um, obviously, you know it. it the the loss with the loss of Aaron Rodgers. Yep. How do you see the Buffalo Bills in that AFC East right now? Do you have them number? You probably got them number two behind the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I got them number two behind the Dolphins. And coming into the year, they were kind of, kind of there too. You know, it was going to be either them or the Dolphins. For me, at least, I had the Jets winning this division, um, going into the year. Uh, but obviously, like you said, with the, with the injury to Rodgers, um. And, you know, kind of cheating now. We see how the Dolphins and Tua is playing. We can keep him healthy. Yeah. Definitely, I think, will be the class of the AFC East this year um, if everybody can stay healthy. Love what Mike McDaniel is doing on that on that offense. Um, the defense, you saw them play better last night against the Patriots. Um, so, yeah, I would have the Dolphins one. I would have Bills two. Um, and, shoot, I don't know how where I would put the Patriots and the Jets at three and four, but um, it, I don't think it will really matter. Yeah, you can lock them up in there together. Shit, they ain't gonna matter. They ain't going nowhere. Yeah, not this year. Not this year, buddy. Yeah. Um. So this was gonna be. This was my upset of the week. Uh, Jacksonville. I, I thought Jacksonville was gonna be able to pull this one off at home against Kansas City. A really, really good game. Good matchup. Jacksonville had some opportunities. Um, they couldn't finish down there in the red zone. You know. Um. But as always, good teams find ways to win games. Yeah. You know, uh, Kansas City had Travis Kelsey back in the lineup, Chris Jones back on the defense side of the ball, who came in, made it uh, immediate impact on that defense, on that defensive line. Um, and you've seen they got, you know, they got Tony involved as well. You know, it was he had a lot of drops that first game, but he was able to get involved. Um, I'm still high on Jacksonville, yo. Like, as you should be. Yeah, yeah, I'm still high on them. Trevor Lawrence, man. Christian Kirk had a had a good a, a big game. Um, Etn, you know, you still got really out there. Um, so they 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 came to play, and they, even the defense, defense hold, being being able to hold this high powered offense to 17 points. Um, obviously, you didn't get the win, but in that defensive meeting room, it's that that's a win holding them to 17 points. Like that's typically that's. You know, you want to keep an offense to 14 to 17 points and you feel as though, you know, you got a, a chance to win the game. So, um, even though it's a loss, you know, no more victories here in this game. But you can go back and say, look, we was in this game. We had plenty of opportunities to win. Yeah, good, good. De- the defense of me, like you said, you're never feeling good after a loss. But, you know, you you believe in you believe in what, what, what the coach is preaching. You believe in your teammates. You believe in the scheme. Um, you got to believe in all that and be pretty confident with all those things. Um, going into week three, like you said, you always want to get a win. Uh, and they couldn't get that done. And you mentioned a high-powered offense. Obviously, we got Patrick Mahomes. We got Andy Reid over there with the head sit on, still a head coach. So we believe that they will figure things out. But 
up until now, this this offense been looking stank. It been looking like it's taking a huge step back uh, with the departure of Eric Bieniemy. Now, I said it yesterday. I'm like, who? Right now, like I said, it's early, but it looks like they're missing EB leaving more than even Tyreek Hill uh, leaving that team, who's I think is the best receiver in football. So, um, what do you think is going to happen with this Kansas City Chiefs offense with Matt Nagy at the helm? Because it looks. Patrick Mahomes has been playing great, I don't think, and, I, and I've said it for years now. I think Patrick Mahomes, even when he's playing his best, he's he's one of those quarterbacks that he's going to give you a few opportunities. Opportunity, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And for some yeah. reason over the years, I feel like guys have dropped more Mahomes interceptions than anybody else. But he's going to give you those opportunities, and obviously he's going to make uh, his fair share of fantastic plays to make up for that usually. Um, but the offense in general, just the the the, the, the whole scheme just don't look – don't look on point. Right tackle, you know, the whole world was snitching on him after week one with him lining in the backfield, false starting. The refs was on his head. They obviously made a point of that. He had like five penalties in this game, got benched for a little bit. But even the receivers, just everything, just don't look as crisp right now. Uh, are you worried at all with this Chiefs team? Um, I knew they wouldn't start off 0-2. I knew they'd find a way to get a win. But are you, are you worried at all with this offensive uh, output so far with the Chiefs? I'm not. I'm not. I think Airbnb is a, a huge departure. Obviously, you can see what the the commanders are over there doing. They're you know doing their thing, um, but also when you do have an intricate piece that ends up leaving, I think it it is going to take time. You know, I think it is going to take time to kind of figure out. Okay, well, where what where are we good at? Yep. Where where can we play to our strengths? And again, I think that's just that's going to take time. It's different where you in training camp and you call them plays against your defense and it's looking good or whatever. And then you go into the preseason, we're not getting that many snaps. So just like it is for players when we're seeing them coming out and not playing a lot of reps in, um, in preseason, looking a little sloppy for the first couple of weeks, shit, it could be like that for the coaches as well. Yeah. I know we here, there's no excuses, no explanations. But to your point, having the best quarterback in the game, having the best tight end in the game, Andy Reid, you know, when he calls the plays, you know, he 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 can dial it up as well. So I'm not that concerned just because of, you know, it is what it is. You know, you know what they can do. I just yeah. feel as though they're gonna have to get it get it going. You know, you're gonna go in in the building. You're gonna self scout. All right, it's not it's not working for us. Let's scratch this shit out. Okay, well, this is why this didn't work. So let's correct it. Let's correct this. Yeah. So I think uh, I think they'll be fine on the offense. Right. We're we, we not overreact, overreacting yet with the Chiefs' offense. Not not and, uh, and, and Matt Matt Nagy been the OC because we know you know big part of the OC's job. And they always say Andy Reid was calling plays when EB was there, so I would assume so. That's still the case, but who knows? Um, but it's a lot more that goes into being an OC than, than calling plays. You know that's that's throughout the week, making sure you know people are on point with. You know where they are in in the in the um you know in the routes where they are in the field how they're running routes the motions the shifts um you know the the quarterback his reads and progressions in certain coverages the red zone play you know all these different things that the offensive coordinator typically um is responsible for uh, you know while the head coach is doing his head coach thing even if he is you know involved in calling plays as well so um but we think they'll figure it out Andy Reid's been a great coach for a long long time in this uh, league so. Uh, nobody's hitting the panic button just yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They sitting at one and one. So, um, so here's another surprising. I'm on two team. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, divisional matchup. 
Uh, you talk about another quarterback that didn't play. Well, both of these quarterbacks really didn't didn't play that well week one. Lamar yeah. Jackson and Joe Burrow. Uh, Baltimore Ravens on the road in Cincy. Um, Lamar Jackson, man, he 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 came out and he played <clears throat> way better. You know, um, yeah. finding his receivers on all levels, on the second level, down the field, big time post route to Zay Flowers. Um, more, I would I would say Joe Joe Burrow and Cincinnati Bengals sitting at zero and two. Well, Baltimore's one and one. Cleveland Browns. Ah, Baltimore two and zero. Two and zero. I'm sorry, my fault. Yeah, yeah, two and zero. They was able to get that 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 win last week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati, man, they putting themselves in a hole. And yeah. again, this is a, this is. I don't think this is an overreaction. Um, zero and two in your first two weeks against divisional opponents. Um, you 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 digging yourself a hole. Obviously, you got 15 games left. But this is not what Cincy expected. Yeah, and they and I believe they started off zero and two last year too, and, and you know made it made it made a run and and figured things out. But you know your quarterback missed missed most of training camp. You know obviously missed the preseason, and the, the biggest story coming out of this game uh, was he's he's him saying he tweaked his uh his, his calf again, which is which is a big a big thing. You know we saw. Andrew Luck, before he hung it up, he had a lingering, what they called a calf issue for a while, calf, ankle. Aaron Rodgers, before the Achilles injury, he had a calf issue. So the calves, these soft tissue issues, they're, they're usually a bigger thing, especially when they are ling- when they linger this long. So I, I, I was concerned with that. Um, he said, you know, going to give it a couple more sleeps to see how he feels. But him uh, tweaking that late in this game, uh, he – he did start to play better because it was a while there. They were even getting booed, I believe, you know, at home because of their offensive production, which you never want to see uh, with the cast of, of guys that they have as pass catchers. And then you have the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, which deservingly so, you know, um, made a Super Bowl already, was the number one overall pick, and has done everything that you want a quarterback to do up until this point in his career on and off the field. So, uh, but we got, you know, like you said, digging, digging yourself a hole. You know, the, the Browns, they play again tonight. We'll see if they can get another win. But obviously, they got a win first week. Baltimore, even playing ugly last week, was able to find a way to get a win, which Lamar, Lamar and that team seems like they always can do. Um, and then, obviously, the Steelers, you know, you, you got to assume that they figure things out. But, um, you know, the Bengals, uh, you, you sound a little concerned. Yeah. You sound a little concerned. Back-to-back division. We talked about divisional games early. Um, you know, even our Colts. Our Colts figured out a way to go one-on-one in the division out the gate, man. So uh, you think you're concerned about this team making the playoffs? You know, I picked the Ravens to win this division coming in. Man, hey. Make the offs, man. I know it's early. It's early, man. So, you know, I got my finger on the panic button. Ooh. I, 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 I'm not I'm not pressing it yet because, to your point, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you lose Jesse Bates. We see him week one. He went crazy. Like, you know, that's like a presence in the locker room, um, on the field, obviously. You're talking about Joe Burrow. Um, and we talked about it. Like, those those type of injuries are tough. Like, even if you think you're good, like, those type of injuries, you said it, linger throughout the year. For him saying that he he tweaked it, okay, well, we're going to obviously evaluate and see how he feel throughout the week. But, again, man, 0-2, 
you lose two divisional games. Like that's obviously you can obviously they have the talent to be able to dig themselves out of this hole, but this is definitely not the way you want to start start the season. So again, they've had some success. They know what it looks like to win games. They know what it looks like to grind it out. Like you said, they started 0-2 last year. But got my my, my fingers is is itching over toward that panic button. Obviously, next couple of weeks, you yeah. know, if you can come out, if you can come out of this first quarter and you win these next two games, you know, things look look much better. Mm-hmm. But um gotta gotta find a win next week, somehow, some way. Gotta gotta figure it out. Somehow, some way. And let's hope uh, you know, Joe Burrow is healthy and it was just a, you know a minor tweak and it's something he can work and play through. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna um Chicago, man. Chicago, man, it's looking rough over there. Uh, I want to get your opinion on the quarterback situation and quarterback play over there. But Tampa Bay, man, 2-0. Baker Mayfield, you know, Mike Evans. They <laughs> defense, man, they they over there, they over there cooking. Y'all thought. You know, Tampa Bay, it was done since Tom Brady shut it down. But Baker Mayfield says, shit, I got another, I got another story for you. But Justin Fields, man, I want to ask you, Justin Fields, you know, it's report that, you know, he's not playing well. Yeah, you can see um, that, yeah. He's not playing well. Uh, missed some big time reads last, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your synopsis? What is DB synopsis on, on, on the young QB, man? Week two, we overreaction Monday. You hitting the panic button. I'm hitting the panic button for sure on this uh, Chicago Bears football team. Um, now, I didn't expect I didn't expect greatness. I didn't expect, you know, uh, an MVP-type year from Justin Fields or anything remotely close to that. But I did expect the offense to look better. I expected them to function better, obviously bringing over DJ Moore. Um, expect the offensive line to be better and expect the Justin Fields to take a step uh, at quarterback, you know, playing quarterback. And a lot of that comes with, you know, your drops, your read progressions, your accuracy, all these different things. And he hasn't been on, on point with that. He made some plays, some throws and flashes, um, you know, yesterday, which is something that we, we saw him do last year. We're going to see all, all the quarterbacks are going to do that. All the players are going to do that because everybody has the talent. But playing quarterback in this league specifically is about consistency. And uh, a lot of the things, you look at the mechanics, you look at the and – and not just him, even the whole offense as a whole, like the the, the spacing and the routes. I saw Dan Orlowski posted a video this morning <laughs> with some spacing. You got receivers standing, you know, two yards away from each other um, at the stick. So – um you know, you got to look at the coaching. You got to look at the, at the players. You got to look at the coaching as well. And um, I just don't see progress there. So that's concerning uh, going into week three right now, second year as a full-time starter. This third year, that's pretty much a full-time starter. So you you got to see progression there, and we haven't seen it uh, yet. So, yeah, I'm hitting the panic button on the Bears. Uh, they just don't look like a good football team. Yeah. They just don't look like a good football team. It's as simple as that. And uh, on the flip side of that, the, Buc- the Buccaneers do. You know, the Bucs look like a good football team. They, they surprise a lot of people. I know they surprised me last week beating the Vikings. And now you come out and play play another good game. And Baker Mayfield, he's doing his thing. He's he's looking good. He's playing well. Mike Evans, who – Pay uh, the man. Hey, pay, first of all, pay him. Make him a lifetime Buccaneer. He'll go down as the best receiver in that franchise's history. He's been consistent. Every year he's going to give you 11, 1,200 yards and – 
12, 13 touchdown, which is crazy. But he's been doing that throughout his career, even before Brady. And now you see on pace after Brady. So pay Mike Evans for sure. The Bucks look good. You know, not going to push the, you know, sold on the Bucks button yet. Yeah. But definitely hitting the panic button on the Chicago Bears, man. And, and disappointing. It's a very disappointing start uh, for that team. And even for the league in some way, because the Chicago Bears, I think it's better for the NFL when the Chicago Bears are the football team. Yeah. Um, before we go any further, man, definitely want to give a shout out to FanDuel, the sponsor of this podcast, the Man yes, of Man podcast. Um, appreciate them for everything they do. Y'all stay tuned. We're gonna put this read out real quick and see over <laughs> under, over under. We're gonna set the it's over fine. under okay. at, at, at three and a half for hey, the. Keep- Keep in mind now, listeners. I'm, you know, we we going to the week three now. I'm, I'm I'm talking about players. I'm talking about coaches making adjustments, getting better. Doing, keep that. Just keep that in mind. Three and a half. Let, let's 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 listen to it. Snapping the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That is two hundred dollars in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com M2M live and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus. And select states first online real money wager only. Refund issued as a non withdrawable free bet as it expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. You got a gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. That's in Colorado, Iowa, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 533 42 NAZ. One eight eight seven eight nine seven seven seven, or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut. One eight hundred nine with it in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. One eight seven 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 zero. Stop in Louisiana, and then one eight seven seven dash eight dash hope ny or text hope ny to four six seven three six nine in New York, Tennessee. Red line. All right, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Nah, that don't, that don't sound smooth, D-Buck. Pretty smooth, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all put your, you know, put your guests in the chat. It's smooth, you know, you can still sound a little stuffy, you know, I'm a little... I wouldn't say under the weather, but a little congested. But uh, yeah, man. Shout out, shout out, shout out to the sports book, man. That don't sound pretty smooth. I, I'm, I'm gonna give you under um three and a half on that one. I'm, I'm gonna give you. The, I'm gonna go on the under. All right. I, I, I'll let you know at the end. I'll let you know at the end. See who's right. right, who wrong in the chat. <clears throat> hey, next game up, man. Um, these teams always play each other tough. Yep. I don't care what the records. You can throw the records out the window when these two get. Two teams. Um, I think this is twelve though for your first, for your former for your former squad. I think this twelve in a row. 
for 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 you know the Niners over the Rams. With that being said, with that being said, they always play tough. 49ers, Brock Purdy led um 30 to 23. And they seem well, the 49ers, they they travel well. They travel well. Oh, yeah. You know, they always gonna be in the be in the building. Um if we doing power rankings, man, I got San Fran number one. Ooh. I got okay. San Fran number one. And, okay. and, the only, and I know, you know, you look at Dallas. Yep. You look at Philly. Yep. And the reason Miami. why – who Miami? Miami. Yep. yep, Miami. The reason why I would put San Fran there is because I feel – so you look at – you look at – You got me, pal? Ahoy, ahoy. Okay, Think sorry, I had to reconnect and adapt. Yeah, I'm sure it works. My oh. You're good, brother. All right, thanks. Good. Yeah, it's happening, Lawrence. <laughs> but um, but Miami, right? Uh huh. Offense is is playing well, but the uh the defense, defense got to get rolling. Defense got to get rolling. Yeah. Um, you got your coach, your former coach over there. Yep, yep, yep. Vic Fangio, shout out. I would say um, when you look at Dallas, look at Dallas. That defense is rolling over there, but you know, I'm not not so right now. Just as far as what the what the offense is going to look like, and then Philly, Philly defense. You know, Jay Hurts. You know, they they, they going to get it going too. But right now, this juncture of the season, I feel like San Francisco on offensive side of the ball with what they're doing, and on the defensive side of the ball, I feel like. That they're the most complete team. Just week two, we overreacting. I feel like they're the, the 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 complete team when you look at all three phases of the game. That's why I will put San Fran. If we talk about power rankings, yeah, them one right now. Yeah, and and just to speak on San Fran a little bit more, and Brock Purdy in particular, when you talk about what you want to see from a quarterback and what you want to see as far as progression wise and. And getting better and all these it's Brock Purdy. Like that, that's what you want to see. When you watch Brock Purdy play as a former 14-year safety, as a former nine-year DB, like you look at the quarterbacks, you look at okay, how confident is, is he in his drops and his reads? Is he reading the field? Does he have conviction with his throws? Is he accurate? All these different things. And that's what you see from Brock Purdy. That's what you've seen kind of from day one, honestly. And you only anticipated getting uh getting better. Uh, for a young quarterback, that's very, very impressive. Um, and you got to rank number one, so it's hard to argue with the Niners being, uh, you know, number one in the power rankings right now. All type of shit going on. <laughs> Tapping in the line, but um, but 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 the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the cow, Michael Parsons, man, Michael Parsons is, is is in the conversation with being the best player in the league, regardless of position right now. And then you speaking on Dak and the offense. Hey, I don't know what you want to see, AP, but Dak. I think he was 30, 31 for 38 yesterday. And he, his team, fortunately, ain't putting him in a position where he got to go out there and, and be Superman. But he's been he's been good. He's been yeah. sharp. C.D. Lamb went for like 140. Uh, you know, the offense is clicking. Mike McCarthy calling the plays now. The offense is clicking. That was against a very, very good defense in, in the Jets. We saw what mm -hmm. they did to the Bills and Josh Allen. So, um I'm not sold yet, though, D. Hey, I might, I, I might be pushing it. I might be sold on the Dallas Cowboys this year. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you, AB. I'm, I'm sold on the defense for sure, for sure. Um, I'm not sold yet. Dak, 
is playing good ball. You know what I mean? But again, I, I will probably have them right now two, maybe two, two or three in the power rankings right now. I'll definitely have San Fran one. Um, I will probably have I, I will have Dallas two. Okay. I will probably I'll probably put my Dolphins. Don't disrespect my Dolphins. No, nah, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It, I would probably put. I'll probably put Philly at three, Dolphins at four. Ooh, okay. I'm a defensive guy, so I just a Philly uh, defense playing. You know, uh, we might have to. We might have to just put a, they, that D line. It is tough, but uh, we might have to put a top a, a, a top five together. Power rankings to keep that, you know, keep that going. Yeah, as, yeah. as the season goes on. But that that, that sounds pretty solid. That sounds pretty fair. I think my Dolphins, you know, sitting there at two and zero. Um, I think they they deserve a little bit more respect. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and they four. It's they, four. It's four. Thirty two. Like, I think two. I think two, two, two should be the lowest for them. But you know, it's it's fluid. Pause. It's fluid. Yeah. All right. All right. It's all good. It's all good. But now another good game here. Um, another, another good one, New York, um, at Arizona, Arizona, uh, went up big, Daniel Jones and the Giants, man, they were able to find a way to, to crawl back, man, hit the crazy hit that goal, yeah. uh, walk off field goal. Unfortunately, Saquon had to be helped off the field, um, a, a apparent ankle injury. Yep. Um, hopefully it's not, it's not anything too serious, um, but. Anything surprising here? You know, it's, it's, it's volume on, on the New York Giants and their team and, and Dan yeah. Jones being able to rally back. Um, Arizona dropping the 0-2. I mean, I think it's something to take away, honestly, for both of these teams. Uh, positive. Uh, because, you know, you saw what was going on with the Cardinals, especially right before the season kicked off with them getting rid of Colt McCoy. And we know it's question marks around Kyler Murray. But I think, especially with how this team is playing, I think he will – um, be playing for this team at some point this year once he comes back from that ACL injury. But um, just how Josh Dobbs and his whole Cardinals team is is playing and, and competing. And I don't think Buda Baker, their best player, wasn't even on the field uh, this week. So for them to jump out to that league, obviously no more victories. They you know couldn't get it done. But for them to play how they play, that was a good sign for them. And then for the Giants to fall back, to fall behind like they did out of the gate, especially after getting their ass, getting embarrassed on national TV in front of the whole uh, NFL audience last week for them, Daniel Jones and that team to fight back and find a way to get a win um, on the road. It, 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 that's huge. That, that was, that was impressive to me. Obviously people, people expect them to win this game. Um, yeah. To win after being down like that, that showed a lot of character um, that showed a lot. So now they're sitting at one on one and I'm sure feeling great right now. Cause it could be Owen two like a lot of these other teams. And then that NFC East, Shit, I think this is the only what it got Cowboys two and zero, Eagles two and zero, Commanders two and zero, yeah, and then the Giants one and one, and their loss came in the division. So, um, you know, to start with, you know, this is looking like the best division of ball right now. I know it's early, but um, so that's a huge, huge win for the Giants um to not fall into that zero and two hole. Yeah, yeah, nah, you said it, man. Um, again, no more victories, but. I will actually say Arizona. They've come uh, come out <clears throat> and played some some solid ball, even with their with their two losses. So 
again, I thought it was going to be a situation where they was going to get be getting punished week in, week out, just with some of the moves um, yeah. that they were they were making like right before the week one or whatever the case may be, leading up to week one. So yeah. Arizona Cardinals, they 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 they've been playing tough these first two weeks, and eventually, I feel like you know, again, early in the season, but I feel like these these losses, you learn it from, you learning something. When you lose like this, when you lose those, those games, you, you learn something and it can help you down the road, especially in the Thursday and not Thursday, excuse me, but November, December, mm-hmm. uh, when the when the winds get get tough. So yeah. <clears throat> there was thing, thing. New Jet, New York Jets at Dallas. We talked about this. We talked about Dallas Cowboys. You, you just mentioned um Dak in the offense, getting it rolling that defense, um, led by Michael Purse. Michael Parsons doing what they do, applying that pressure. Um, Dallas in that at two and zero, looking looking good, looking good, um, real good. Could this be their year? <laughs> could it be the year? That's, you that's- ask that question with the Dallas Cowboys every year, but could this year be their year? Could it be that it looks like, like I said, I'm I'm hitting a button on sold as them. And this is the only thing about them is this is what we've seen a lot of times in the regular season. And it's obviously early, but, um, you know, they start, shoot, what's the defense doing now? Five points a game now? You say you're a defensive guy. Yeah, they 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 allow five per game right now, only through two games. You know, Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson to start the season off. Um, Zach Wilson, they're going to have to figure some things out on offense too. You know, three, three interception game. I think he had one in his last game. Uh, didn't get Brees Hall involved uh, for whatever reason. Only only four touches. He was pretty upset about that after the game. Actually said that's the why they that's the reason they lost because he only got four touches, and that's why they struggled. Um, you know, uh, so you know, concerning there for the New York Jets, especially them coming in on a high, high a lot of high hopes for that team with Aaron Rodgers starting the season off. He'll be out, but the Cowboys, man, I'm I'm sold on them. They look good offensively to me. Dak looks good under control. Pollard, the whole scheme. Mike McCarthy got them boys playing good ball. And then Dan Quinn is looking like he, he he's ready to uh, take another head coaching job somewhere where he, how, how he has his defense flying around. And it starts with Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons saw, you know, he's been playing like this from jump. Two all-pros, two pro bowl. Like he, he's going to be in that conversation if he continues in this trajectory. If you want the greatest all-time, he looks like he's playing it fast forward. Um, he's up, just always wreaking havoc. And then the guys, you know, on every level is playing some good, good ball, man. So I'm sold on the Dallas Cowboys. For me, it's no reason not to be at this point. And when the power rankings drop, spoiler alert, they will be in the top three uh, with my first power rankings for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we seem to get up to a fast start, you know, so – Show me, show me. But again, they are playing really good ball right now on both sides. They're playing complimentary football, and that's all you can ask for. Um, the Jets' defense aside, you know, you know, tough outing, you know, tough outing, you know, and it's good for Dallas Cowboys to be able to come out, put 30 points on a, on a good defense um, yeah. by the Jets. But Brees Hall should be disappointed, especially when you have Zach Wilson at quarterback. You will hope that you will lean on your running game a little bit more. So for him to only get four carries, shit, I'll be mad too. Uh, <laughs> coaches should be disappointed with themselves. As yeah. you know, that, that's something that can slow that rush down. You know, you do the, you in, incorporate the screen game, the run game, um, try to tie them out, get these 
get the, uh, get some first down. But if you just try to drop back and pass the ball, shit, you ain't got no chance with the way Michael and uh and, and those guys are coming out the quarterback. So no chance, no chance, no chance. Um, Watson at Denver, another good game. Um, the Commanders, two and first time have started two and zero. First time since 2011 wow. when Rex Grossman was their quarterback. Wow. Rex. Long time. Long time. <laughs> that's, that's a long time. But sh hey, shout out to, to Ron Rivera, you know, being the head coach. We obviously, uh, he he's put himself, I think he's put his foot in his mouth at some times to make himself be, you know, the headline as a head coach. Like, hey, does he know what he's doing? Does he know what's going on over there? Is this team heading in the right direction? And they are, you know, coming out 2-0 to start the year off, beating a tough Broncos team in a tough place to play up there in Denver. Um, it came down, you know, uh, Russell Russell Wilson in their offense made it interesting late with that Hail Mary in yeah. a two-point conversion, um, you know, that they got off the field and ended up winning this game. But, um, you know, shout out to Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy. We talked about him earlier coming over. It's not just – saying just osmosis, him just being there. It's, it's tough coaching, which made headlines early. And uh, we've seen the progress that this team and Sam Howell and his offense has made, putting up 35 points against this Broncos defense. Not an easy feat. So shout out to the commanders, man. Uh, regardless of the expectations outside of that building, starting this season off 2-0, I know they are flying high right now in that uh, in that facility. What's your thoughts coming out of this one? Nah, man, uh, the same. You know, for, for the commanders to be 2-0, especially, you know, all the, all the noise in the offseason, um, you bring Eric Bien, we talked about him earlier. That was a major addition for this team. Sam Howell, he's playing well. But, shit, just for that fan base, you know, they've been waiting for this for a long, long, long time. So, hopefully, they can continue to, you know, um, you know, just 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 piggyback off, off the way they started this season. And um, you talked about the Hail Mary, you know, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, mm -hmm. uh, making it tough on that two-point conversion. Was that P.I.D. but? It Hell was close. Yeah. It was close. I would have threw it. I know. Yeah. And you know this too. For uh, those two point conversions on the fourth downs on Hail Mary, so that's when the refs are going to let the most shit fly. Um, but to answer your question, if if I thought it was PI, even as a DB, yes, I I thought it was definitely PI on Sutton on that. But but I I I respect the refs for not making those calls. I respect that. I re I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. So, again, man, shout out to the commanders. Shit, 2-0. Uh, I think this is one of the surprising teams. Um, I don't think we would have had the commanders no. sitting at 2-0 right now. So, I, I did. again, man, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good look for them. We talk about Monday Night Football, game one. We got two games tonight. Ooh. Two games tonight. Divisional yeah. matchup. Down here in the Queen City, got New Orleans at the Carolina Panthers. New Orleans, a three-point favorite coming into this one. Um, I think New Orleans was your team to win division. to win this division. Uh, how you think it will play out tonight? Um, I think they win. Uh -huh. They went on the road in Carolina. I think they win. I think they cover. I'm actually going to put a parlay out tonight. I'm going to let you know what it's going to be right now before it's probably even on the site. It's going to be Saints winning money line, first and foremost. Okay. Uh, Michael Thomas 
over four and a half catches. So I think Mike Thomas gets at least five catches and then Chris Olave, 60 yards or more. So that's going to be the three-leg parlay. And when it opens, it's going to be at around 430 and it may drop after people start betting it. But I think Derek Carr, I think he has a better night tonight. It is a tough defense uh, with the Carolina Panthers, but J.C. Horn is out on their top corner. He'll be out for some weeks with a hamstring injury. Um, and I, I, I think that defense will make Bryce Young struggle a little bit again, So, which will lead to more offensive possessions and plays for the Saints. So I got the Saints winning this one on the road and covering the three points. How you feel about this uh, NFC South matchup? I'm right there with you. Uh, I think the Saints will win this game. I like it. I like the parlay. The parlay is, yeah, is good. I like that. Um, I feel like the the front for the Saints gonna get after after the young fella. Um, so I think that the, the Saints the offense got to get clicking. So I think they can. This could be a good week for them too. But shit, the Panthers. You know they they Burns. You know they they gonna come and they gonna play some ball. Obviously, a divisional matchup. They know what's uh, what the Saints are capable of doing. Yep. Both sides of the ball, so I'm not expecting it to be obviously um, Vegas fan door. They're expecting the same thing for it to be a close matchup. So, but I do think the Saints they'll pull this one out though. Yeah, I think so too. Low under, uh, over under two thirty nine and a half. Yeah, under the, away from that though. Game number two. Ooh. Another. It's gonna be a dog fight. Um, divisional matchup: Cleveland Browns. At the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns coming off a, a, a big win last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, on one, two and a half favorite are the Cleveland Browns. Um, here over under 38 and a half. Expect a dog fight too. Yeah, yeah. This this is gonna be a dog fight. Um, who you got here? I ain't gonna lie, be I'm I'm torn on this one because I. Steelers, they came out late in egg last week, got embarrassed. They're at home. Uh, again, I think Mike Tom is going to have his boy, his boys ready to play. And then um, the Browns started off the season well last week. Uh, can the Browns- I, I, I'm going to go with the Browns, man. I'm going to say the Browns can stack it up and get two back-to-back wins. Uh, and, and the Steelers start start 0-2 this season. So I got, I got the Browns winning this one. And I got the Browns covering the two-and-a-half point spread as well. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns. Cam Cam Hayward being banged up is a is a big part of my reasoning here, but uh, give me the Browns in this. No, I, I, give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. I got to feel confident in, in my pick. Give me the Browns. Cleveland Browns win. Cleveland Browns cover. Where you at, AB? I'm with the Browns. I'm with the Browns. I, t- I feel like they'll take the show on the road. Like you said, had a good showing in week one. Um, Surprised a lot of people. Defense came out balling. Held Joe Burrow to 82 yards. I got Cleveland Browns, man. Um, but again, you never know here with just with this matchup. Um, two two teams that's gonna come and fight, man. But I, I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Browns. Yeah, and, and you know what? We got to make a pick here. In real life, I would stay away from this one and just enjoy the tough, hard-nosed football I expect. But we're here to make a pick. So we both picking the Browns here. Um, but I expect a tough AFC North battle uh, tonight for sure, man, to round out and close out week two, um, which, you know, still teams finding their identities and creating their identities, really, at this point in the season. Every year, 
regardless of how many returning starters and coaches and coordinators you got back. Every year is a new team uh, and a new group in that locker room. So guys are still – guys and uh, gals are still figuring themselves out as an organization, as a team this year. So um, I think we'll see more of that on Monday night with both of these divisional matchups. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of great, great football, great NFL talk, man. Um, before we get out of here, though, you know I got to – Talk F1 a little bit. We talked a little bit last week, Thursday, when I made a prediction because I asked you first, hey, A.B., who you got winning? Who you got winning this week? And you went out on the limb. Uh, I don't know if you put the video in there, but you went out on the limb and and picked Max Verstappen to win his 11th win in a row. I did. Okay, let me see. Hold on, hold on. Here you go. This is the race. This is the race. That match wins. <laughs> nah. Carlos Sands. Carlos Sands Ferrari is going to win this race in Singapore. I called it right here. Thursday, September 14th. The race will be Sunday morning, I believe. Singapore Grand Prix. Ferrari, Carlos Sands. Carlos Sands is going to win it. Shit, that was a good call right there, D-Buck. Hey, I wish... Hell of a call right there. I just wish I went on the FanDuel Sportsbook and bet it. I, I know the odds were I think it was probably plus a thousand at that point. You ain't believe, you ain't believe, man. Man, this is before you know practice and qualifying and any of that. But um, just felt like this is the week. You know, uh, Singapore, uh, the Red Bull struggles a little bit. Max struggles a little, and this would have been his eleventh win in a row, which is crazy. But they had a terrible weekend. Uh, Red Bull did, but great, great. Great weekend for F1. Great race. Um, actually, you know, we had some, you know, some fights up front. Carlos Sanz did get pole position and qualifying and pretty much controlled the race for the entire time uh, to go and get a win, an impressive win. But it was some, you know, Mercedes, they had the pace to win it. Lewis and George were in it all the way into the final lap. George crashed on, I think, the final or the second to the last lap. Um, to uh, Lewis was in. P4 at that point, but he got another podium, I think 196 podiums now, which is breaking his own record at this point. But shout out to Sands, Carlos Sands, uh, and that Ferrari, man, um, getting a win. I think it was great for, for F1 to have some different winners and some different guys on the podium at the, at the top. Speaking of podiums, Michael Schumacher now is the only driver in Formula One history to have a season where he's made the podium in 100% of the races now that uh, Max uh, didn't make the podium on this one, I think he ended up P5 um, at the end of this race. So um, shout out to Formula One, finally having a race, you know, where, where AB couldn't just, you know, pick the winner four days in advance. I, man. Max, you let me down, man. <laughs> you let me down. You let me down, man. So, man, we appreciate y'all tapping in. D-Butt is going to be on the Pat McAfee show. What time y'all start? 12, 12 over at ESPN is still on YouTube right here where we are right now, still on the YouTube page, also on ESPN's YouTube page. I will be in the Thunderdome Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday all year long. There you go. I'll be on Jim Rome today at 1240. Oh, me. And also, man, before we get out of here, man, I just want to um, on a, on a, a lot of note. Uh, got some news. That one of our former um, teammates, um, Sergio Brown, man, is is is, is missing. Yeah. Um, they ended up, you know, finding his mother. 
um, deceased uh, behind their home in Illinois. So again, I know their family's grieving and, you know, just want to hope and wish that uh, they find, you know, Sergio uh, um, safe. Again, this is a, I know it's a trying time for their family, man, but I, you know, I just couldn't, um, couldn't end the show without, you know, just, just sending sending that prayer out for Sergio, man. So shit was that shit sad. Just when you that shit come across the phone, man. It's just yeah, man. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I when I when I saw it. Knowing knowing Sergio, um, knowing his mother, I I known Sergio since since he came to the league. We were teammates in New England uh, first, my last year in New England, and then teammates again in Indy, and you know, known him obviously after. Football as well. Um, tough, man. Scary uh, situation still unfolding. A lot of details still coming out. But like you said, his mother was found deceased. So again, sending um, positive energy to that family. And like you said, hoping we find uh, Sergio um, safe. Uh, but just sending prayers and good energy uh, to everyone involved in that situation. And, um, you know, it, it, it's tough out here. A lot of, a lot of, Former teammates, you know, friends of, of ours, um, fr friends of mine. It's just, you know, different things just keep, you know, happening, it seems, man. So it, it's tough. Check on your people. Love on your people. Um, it, it, check in with yourself, you know. Love on yourself uh, first and foremost, too, man. Yeah. It's, it, it's tough. Life, you know, life is life and for everybody out there um, at this point. So um, it, it's not weak, you know, looking or calling out or asking for help. You know where wherever that may be. So um, you know, sending that positive energy to you guys out there, um, you guys and gals, obviously out there as well. Yeah, that's a fact, man. You, you said it right. You know, growing up, it's like, man, it's not good to be selfish. Mm -hmm. But shit, the 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 more I live, man, like I'm like, there's nothing wrong with being selfish, man. Like yeah. selfish with your time, selfish with your energy, just knowing who you give your energy to. Uh, what type of energy you bring around, like, again, like, the more I sit back and shit, I done went and sat down in front of somebody and had just, you know, got a therapist and just having those conversations uh -huh. and get to a space where you can't be vulnerable. You know what I mean? I think a lot of time, I know, especially as black men, that's yeah. something that we, 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 we struggle with. Being able to sit down and tell somebody, look, I need help here or asking for help or just talking about problems. But again, like, now this stage of my life, Man, look, I'm going to be selfish. I don't yeah. care what nobody think about that. I'm going to be selfish with, with my family. I'm going to be selfish with my money. I'm going to be selfish with my time. And again, like I said, that energy that you will allow around you and around your, your immediate family, like, man, it's, it's okay to be selfish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like, at the end of the day, when you start going through shit, guess you only know one person for sure that's going to be there with you mm -hmm. That's when you go through it. And that's going to be your damn self. Yeah, you have sure. to deal with all that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. It's, yeah, it's like tough, I said, man, man. But, yeah. It's tough, tough, man. But <clears throat> before we get out, I want I want to show, show I had my 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 I want to keep I'm gonna keep a, a recap with y'all on, on, Got this, to. on this, Got this HBCU um thing, man. I'm starting to get a groove for starting to get more comfortable, man. This is uh week three for me. We had Bowie State and Shaw. Mm -hmm. Um this week a CIAA matchup. Um, but again, man, some 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 good players out there. You know, I, I when I played, I really didn't 
we didn't play against the CIAA. We didn't play against the SIEC or the two um, conferences that I'm covering. But, you know, I obviously knew some some guys that playing at, at this level. But yeah. the more and more I sit there in the booth, man, it's players everywhere. And, you know, I continue to say that uh, day in and day out, man. It's mm -hmm. players everywhere. And there was some some guys that's out there that, that can play some ball. Um, again, I just talk about in the booth, like the shit that I'm learning day to yeah. day. You know what I mean? Hey, look, this is camera one here, two, three. This is where camera four is going to be. This is where camera six and seven going to be. This is where camera five and nine is going to be. So as a color analyst, it's like, yo, get on that tall back and say, hey, yo, give me that tight view mm -hmm. from camera six or camera seven. Or give me that all 22 from, from camera four. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I'm, you know, being able to ask those questions like, okay, well, what shit, what does this mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Well, you know, the guy that's, that has the, the handheld camera, like what, who is he following? Like, why is he following? You know what I mean? So again, man, starting to, starting, start, starting to take a, a real, real liking um, to it. And then even like the week, the week process, it's kind of like you preparing for game day. Yeah. You got to find your flow. Got to find your flow. Got to watch your film. You know, you got to write your questions down for when the coaches mean that week. And then, you know, for me, I have my segment, AB's Dogs, where I pick my dog. You know, who's going to be the dog this week? And I got to pick the right the right player because, shit, I can't pick a dog. And obviously, you know, you know, players going to have ebbs and flows of their season. Yep. They might play well. They might not play well. But but at the end of the day, man, I'm starting to like it again, man. HBCU Go. Um, you can download the HBCU Go TV. Um, also, it's on the Grio. Um, it's on Roku as well. So, if y'all want to tap in, man, and, and see some some ball that y'all might not usually tune into, but I promise you, man, you'll be you'll be surprised at the other 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 content, man, and the and the product that they produce out there on the field. And how, how, I got a question about this game. How did Bowie State get this win, man? This is another week now, Shaw. Obviously, you spoke in their talent. I feel like every week, and, and I saw the stats even, the time of possession, the yardage that Shaw was leading. How did yeah, so, Bowie State get this dub, man? Man, so they – going into the half, um, it was six – what, six zero? Six zero. Um was it six zero seven zero seven zero buoy and they got that score off of a block punt mm -hmm. and they scored you know what I mean uh Shaw defense was playing really well um Shaw was able to move the ball down the field they wasn't able to you know capitalize on any opportunities they missed the field goal um then after that they went down they went forward on fourth down they didn't they didn't um score Shaw was able to get a a, a block kick mm -hmm. uh, he scooped it Returned it to the ten yard line. They couldn't punch it in. Um, Bowie. They ended up after the first half. Shaw held them to like thirty yards in the first half. So they ended up going to their second string quarterback. Uh, Bowie stayed there. Asa Williams. Asa Williams came and drove the ball down the field. Got Bowie State going. And again, man, Shaw. They just couldn't capitalize on the opportunities. And um, and Bowie State, man, they just got the offense going. And then from there, it was just a tell of two halves for them. But Shaw, man, 0 and 2. Um, they they started it was preseason. They was ranked four. Oh man. Um, but it's crazy. The past two years, they finished. They they started 0 and 2, and then they've been able to like you know run run the run the table. So we'll see if they can get it turned around. But it was a good matchup, man. Good matchup.
Come on, Sean. I know, I know a couple of y'all alums now, and and I learned last week was a Thursday. First HBCU in the South too, so you know definitely rule for y'all, man. Yeah, but another loss. Let's see if y'all y'all can figure it out, man, and and keep doing your thing in that booth, man. I know it's a whole new world in there. Keep doing your thing in there, bro. Man, appreciate it, my guy. Man, on Thursday we'll be back. Yes, sir. Thursday we'll be back, same time, same place, eight a.m. Eastern. You know it's Monday, man. Y'all get y'all thirty minutes in. To health as well. Health as well. Again, man, tap in with AB, or not AB, but D Butt. Yes, D Butt. And the boys, 12 o'clock on ESPN. They'll be on YouTube as well. Yes, sir. We'll catch y'all on Thursday. Oh. So bad, must be the hustler in me that keep my foot on the gas. When you got it from nothing, then hard times ain't so bad. Just know I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have. I put my life inside it. Yeah, I kept it silent. Yeah, I played the field. That's how I feel about it. We put numbers on the board. We always up the score. Yeah, we stuck to the plan and never ran. Now they can't see man, man. Yeah, we talking. Man to man, they can't guard me. Man to man, they don't wanna see us. Man to man, they don't know how to beat us. Man to man, 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 man to